Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Well, good morning and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com and, of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Joey Pyburn. It is September, Nelly. Dude. Summer, happened, happened really fast. I hate Labor Day. <laughs> I do. You know, you know I mean, I, I love summer, but man, it just... You know, here comes here comes uh, Memorial Day, and I'll, before you know it, bam, Labor Day. You know, so but it brings it brings it does. some some fun stuff. It There's does. some cool stuff out there to be. And had. you just you just step out the door, and, and you can just start and feel it. And, and and I hope you guys enjoyed the '80s because today's the last day of that stuff. I mean, it's it's we're gonna see you know meteorological fall roll right down the hill. But but it, it's been cool because we've 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 seen some weather this week, and we've seen what. Um, a good push of of rain. I mean, honest to goodness, you know, thunderstorms and everything pulled some fish into the bay. My goodness, jeez, man. I mean, I'm hearing from the south, down south, in area ten, just just really, really strong numbers of ocean coho now pushing in, and and we got out on the water and, and we saw some really just these fish are fat. Oh, I mean, dude. they cut like they're cutting like chinook. These these coho, they're they're gorgeous. Oh, you know, so. Last Saturday, we ended the show um, as, you know, the outdoor line transitioned into Seahawk pregame. And we had, you know, Ray Roberts in, who's, you know, he was like a top 10 pick. And, and then the Hawks picked him, and he went free agent to Detroit and ended up blocking for Barry Sanders. But anyway, super good guy. Known him for, you know, several years, you know, through the radio station here. And and uh, so had him fishing with his with his sons, you know, several years ago. And and so finally we talked him out and, and, and his gal pal the, earlier this week. And, and uh, you know, you and, – and you – kind of summed it up when you said, look, we're kind of Chinook snobs, but people that don't get to spend the amount of time that we do up and down the freaking coast doing the Chinook thing down Bowie Town, whatever, and you get them in Puget Sound, and there's an honest-to-goodness white, hot, pink, and and coho bite, and they just had, they just had a doggone ball. Well, and, and so do I. I mean, it, it, oh, yeah. when, it, when it is fish on fish on fish right. on and we're running right. four rods we're right. running two shotgun rods now we've went to two <laughs> two count them two shotgun rods out the back so um so cu- a cut plug on one side and Nelly's uh whole whole herring on the other side yeah. um dude that that is just it's fun it when the rods so, are getting yeah. bit nonstop right. it doesn't really matter what you're catching For right sure. yeah. it's just plain fun and and to to have somebody who doesn't get to do it experience that right. yeah. and send them home with all that amazing food. Yeah, so so Ray and his gal pal, you know, we sent him home with all the fish. And, and here's the thing, and, and we should have taken a picture of, of those pink fillets next to the coho because the coho obviously always cut beautiful. But you don't know when, when you open up a humpy. You, you just don't know. But we're catching them in the presence of so much krill that they're not cutting pink. They're cutting red yeah they look great these these are the 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 deepest red humpies and and the size of them don't i i'm we will we will no further 
entertain any derision directed at Ankarinkis Gorbushka, our, no, our beloved, won't. our beloved um, pink salmon. You know, I mean, dude, they're a wonderful wild salmon, and and if you think there's just four four million. In the you are wrong. <laughs> and and you, I mean, you drive over the bay these days in the, in the North Sound. It's ping, 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 ping. They're just jumping. Everywhere. Well, and you're seeing we're seeing these big porpoising schools. schools. Yeah, and you can look out and you see this disturbance that looks like it's the size <laughs> of a you know a, a park. When you yourself are just when, when you yourself are mentally disturbed and you go see a disturbance on the water, the two kind of even out. Yeah, they know, do. it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm seeing pinks. Uh, I'm having to run up. Quite a ways north, up to like North Bluff on Whidbey Island, in between, um, like straight across from Camino State Park, to do my shrimping. I, I had to run the commercial boat on Wednesday after coming out of the mountains, and the whole way, Nelly, it's just schools and schools and schools of pinks. And and now I remember back in the day when we were having like ten million of them pushed oh, yeah. into this, yeah, the sound. I, I believe, and any, that's any when you Walgamot, see that you, for sure. And, and any Walgamot one time called. Puget Sound, the Bristol Bay of, of Humpies, right? Yeah. Because we did have those kind of numbers. So, so I mean, this 4 million number, dude, it, it's going to be over 5. I, I mean, you know, and, and that's wonderful because, you know, here's what we're seeing. And we were looking at the river levels on the way up. And, and none of our rivers are, you know, horribly, horribly low. I mean, they're, they're seasonal low, but they're very, very close to average discharge, which is wonderful. And especially since we've already had a couple wet systems move through and we're done with the heat. And, uh, you know, and, and with we're going to get some wonderful spawning conditions this fall. And I just hope it holds through the winter, right? You know, and, and you, you know, after you took Mark Boardman bear hunting, you come down and you stopped at the Wallace Rack on the, you know, on the Skycomish. And, and that place is just a wash in Chinook. So and, and there are some crankers, yeah. man. I saw a couple legit 30-pound Chinook just – we just popped in. I was we like, should, "Hey, Mark, look at this." As, you know? a, as a recreational fleet, we we should be ashamed of that that we that we let a couple Taiyi get 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 past us in Puget Sound. But no, I, I, I'm it's we're going to see a really wonderful spawning event this this. And fall. if you haven't been up to the Wallace, you, you can go up there and and the, there's a help. little parking area and, and you can go view those Chinook. And then later on here in, in probably um, towards the end of September. <laughs> We're gonna probably ask for some volunteers to go up and. It's a salmon singles event. Come spawn yeah. <laughs> on the Skycomish with Joey and Nelly. Yeah, that's yeah. Because yeah. if you haven't ever done that, it's a really cool experience to yeah. see and handle some of those fish and and uh, help the guys out up there at the Wallace Rack. Well, and and we'll wrestle the big ones and make sure that you know the big males and the big females. That's why I like going up there because I don't yeah, want anybody grabbing little you just throw, little throw, Chinook and just, throwing them up yeah, there. Just chuck the jacks. I'm dude. I'm get grabbing the, the biggest ones I can find. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely be doing be doing. That and, and uh, you know, I know that those hatchery personnel they, they need the help as well. Um, just backing up a little bit though, when you you mentioned shotgun rod and and and, and from the three six zero, what do you what do you what do you guys mean? Um, you know, shotgun rod. What what are you what are you talking about? Okay, well, it's it's kind of a big game angling term where um, you know you're you're trolling big baits, whether it be for tuna or marlin or sailfish, and that's the first time I really ever heard the term. The shotgun rod's always the one that the captain has. In, in the middle of the flybridge heading way the heck out. Okay, well, our little microcosm of that is just running two rods out the back with sinkers that aren't hooked up to the downrigger. Yeah, we have two rod holders on our Rudnick uh, table back there. Determinator table. And, and we're, you know, I think we started out with a 6-ounce and an 8-ounce. And just that little difference in weight, eventually you switched over, I believe, to an 8 and just got them down yeah. a little. And it's not necessarily you're getting them down deeper. I think 
you're getting them down in the zone right behind the prop wash Bingo. and those coho are coming up to that disturbance. I They I, can't help it. Any service to surface disturbance to either a pink or a coho and unfortunately dogfish too. They'll, they, they they're come, coming up they to look at it. They come to the boat. Yep, they they're coming up to, to check out that I, disturbance. I am so thoroughly convinced that if, if, if salmonids were truly afraid of boats or fish in general, we'd, we'd never catch them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the, I mean, but they're key to, to find these surface disturbances. And there's so much bait on possession and so much bait in the shipping lanes. It's just, it's insane. I mean, a combination of, um, of young of the year herring, we're seeing sand lance in the bottom. We're seeing euphosid shrimp or krill, all the clouds of it through the water column. Right. And, and I mean, I had some folks on the boat this week that, that really don't spend a bunch of time looking at electronics. And we've got that Raymarine system so dialed with the through hull transducer. And, and that big sonar module is putting out an honest 1KW is it paints these pictures that really display the bait fish showing classical schooling fright formations, very, very tight balls, and arcs that are attacking them, right? So you see that predator-prey relationship playing out. Anyway, I got off in left field. The shotgun rods are absolutely key. And if you're not fishing, if even if you don't have herring, which, well, that's blasphemy, all right? First what? Of, I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Put a spoon. What do you mean you don't have herring? All right, get some herring. You got you to run herring. So just run a cut plug and, and just right behind the boat and the strikes that you'll see from that middle rod. I mean, it's so much fun, dude. Yeah, and I, and I would say, I mean, I, I mean, love, 20 feet back, dude, 10 strips. That's yeah. all you need. I love running that. the cut plug just because I'm a cut plugger. Yeah. Um, but I would say... What's even more effective and maybe a little more durable is running, uh, get a green, get green label herring yep. and shove them put, in an anchovy special head. Put, put them in a head, or and it, and it they can get whacked a few right. times and it doesn't mess them up. Bingo. You know? And same thing with the holy roller. You know, if you if you if you, you have if you can learn the half hitch, oh, dude, that's it's even, not that's, hard. We it, we got to do not. we got to do a better job of, of doing some more videos. You know, and and because I mean this is a just a. Wintertime is a good time to you know start the sunrise semester, right? Where you can kind of you know get, get drill down into some some techniques. But that is the advantage of a, a, a bait with a head or its own natural head that nature provides, yes. right? You know, and and it will get it will take a hit and leave it in the rod holder. Do not grab that rod the first time it gets bit. Wait till line is peeling off the reel. Yeah, wait till that thing is is really wait till it's bouncing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So much fun. All right. We've got a good show for you this morning. Uh, you know, thank you, WDFW, for reopening Marine Area 11, but you could have told people about it. You know, no <laughs> no press release issued yesterday, but, but Area 11 opened up. They, they It was buried in this press release that, that, that reopened it to uh, bank fishing, right? So Area mm-hmm. 11's open today. Um, also, the Snohomish system's open today. There's We'll go through some more Snohomish openers, uh, or excuse me, some more South Sound openers as well. But, hey, to have... Area 11 back open for pinks and humpies, you know, admittedly, excuse me, coho and pinks. And, you know, despite the fact we left 3,000 Chinook on the table because of, you know, WDFW malfeasance, we'll, 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 we'll deal with that at a later date. Um, but Bob Buchanan is going to be down there, and we're going to talk a little bit about that Marine Area 11. Last chance crab, because that's happening this weekend, too, also without a press release, mm-hmm. right? So, again, crabbing in... In the majority of Puget Sound closes on Labor Day Monday, so get your pots out, dusk on uh, on Monday, and then my, I, I mean, my guess is by October they'll be back open for winter crab. But Bob is the mad scientist jig guy. He makes his own jigs for for both for salmon and 
and obviously, you know, Squid and everything else, but he's just such a great tackle guy. And he also has the new Bomac Puget Pounder rod. Mm-hmm. They are so sexy, dude. Yes. But great jig rods. But that has to be part of your presentation moving forward. And you got to have a specific jig rod because you can mooch and troll on, with the same sticks. You got to have a jig rod because it's a different discipline. Especially leave, here in Puget Sound. Dude. It, I mean, it's just, it lends us, itself to but jigging. For you sure. Know? And, and so Bob's going to run us through the science, the art, and really the discipline of, of, of jigging. So I'm definitely looking forward to that segment. Then it's flip-flop time, pheasants, sporting clays, just so much to do at Canyon River Ranch. And, uh, and our dear friend uh, Steve Joyce there at Red's Fly Shop, he's going to jump in. And they do, t- they do some wintertime destinations. It's really cool as well. Um, and, and by the way, when you see uh, Steve taking you know, a, a, a kind of a paste substance and rubbing it on his fly line, that's not herring oil. It's fly float. <laughs> <laughs> herring oil, that's he a was, good tip, he, though. Herring oil a, on your fly line. Was, that, will, was, that will increase the bite. I go, yeah, he's, he's dressing up a fly line one time. I go, what scent is that, Steve? Yeah. Scent? How dare you? Yeah, no, you don't do that. Todd Daniels. So listen, if you want to go to one of the most unique, remote, um, exclusive bodies of water in Puget Sound, <laughs> don't go to the Duwamish, but that's where we're going. Yeah, don't call Todd don't, don't because call Todd. he will be on the Duwamish. Serenity and solitude on the Duwamish River, you know, where you got the West Seattle Bridge on top. You're in, you're, you know, obviously you got I-5 right to the east. You're in West Seattle. You, you've you got the uh, Elliott Bay out front, but, but I'll tell you, you what you The fishing oh, is fantastic Oh, my down there. goodness, dude. Yeah. Loaded. It, yeah, loaded with, with Humpy. So the Lower Duwamish. All right. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, a little regional roundup coming up. Uh, you know, looking at some reports north, south, east, and west. Hunting season looming large. Bears, late buck, whole much. We got a, oh, and a bunch of texts, too. Load up that text away. 866-979-3776 uh, is the Reverse Shine Hotline by Pry Wellcraft Duckworth. 866-979-3776 is also the text toy powered by Yamaha Outboards. Your phone calls, text next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports 710, Seattle Sports App. I'm Tom Nelson. That's Joey Piper and Matt Nelson running the board supervised with by Jesse the Wonder Poodle over there. And uh, uh, 866-979-3776 is the text toy from the 206 Steve from the 206. What's up with WDFW? They won't update the lock count for Chinook. They don't want us to know how many went through the locks. Last time they updated it was way back the middle of the month, 15th of August. Um, somebody at WDFW pushed the clutch in, and they're just letting her, letting letting her roll her down. Rev. Yeah, they're just letting her roll down the hill because uh, there's there's absolutely just nobody home on the public information front. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty pathetic. I, You know, we're uh, – we're we're gonna work work on this a little bit later. Uh, hey oh, hey guys, uh, are the pinks down in thirteen? Uh, please the, don't read this please on don't, air. Please don't read this on air. <laughs> but an but old timer <laughs> told me to cast a buzz bomb straight out under the Hairstein <laughs> Island Bridge. Think I'll have any luck? Well, actually, uh, I checked in with David Dietrich from AdventureAngling.com yesterday. There's a ton of pinks down there. there He's is. catching them on the fly. Yeah. Uh, He's seen coho. Up to 12 pounds down there. There's a bunch of fish in the South Sound. So we, you know, sorry for reading that on our, but dude, we don't have any humpy secrets. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, we I can't, mean, we can't keep secrets come about on. the We can't, yeah, the we're pinks. not, and we're not really good about keeping Chinook secrets either, to be honest no, we, with you. Um, it's our, our job to, all right. to spew out the information. And, and hold it now. Come on. Now they're still humpies. They're still crab bait from the 206. No, no they're listen. not. They're halibut bait. 
<laughs> hey, they're, they're Mark Boardman bait because oh, I, I fed uh, I fed one that we caught on. We went out thir- – you went out – you took Boardman out Wednesday because right. I had to work after we came out of the mountains. He brought home a, a beautiful couple fillets, pink salmon, and uh, I cooked them up, threw them on the, on the smoker, and um, – I had happy folks at dude, the house. There's, there's nothing the matter with those, dude. There's at not. All. They're so good. And, and this year in particular, I mean, but, you know, look, look, but here's the, here's the deal. Humpies do get a bad rap because now as we move into September and those pinks move into the river, they stop eating, right? And so they're, they're, the lipids in their flesh start being used up, right? And so they... And they start using a lot of their... Uh, you know, fat and energy to grow that beautiful hump on their back. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. And and they're they're gonna look like they're gonna look like absolute frisbees in, <laughs> in the river. They're they're humpy humpy frisbees. Uh from the four two five, uh where's the best king or coho bank fishing right now? And what's the best technique for catching them? Are there is the Samish going yet for Chinook? It, it is. It's been a little bit slow. Our our buddy Nate Baker has been up there trying oh, to no. uh, trying to drag a Chinook Nate, out of the Samish. Nate's in the ditch. He's in the ditch. He's yes. in the ditch. Sorry. Um and it's been a little bit slow, but I'll guarantee you after that yeah. little rain event we had, that's going to suck some of those fish into the Samish. And then and, and then that's probably your best right now in the north end. Without, that's your best bet for, for catching some Chinook. Without question, that's your, that's your best bet. And for there Chinook. will be some coho pushing in there too. 100%. And, and the other thing is too, if you look at the tides right now, because you know, we're looking at popping the boat out tomorrow and stuff, you got these morning highs. And so that's, that's a fishery that really lends itself to you know, getting there at high tide and then and then fishing the run out. And so, in fact, right below, and, and that low tide now is going to be midday, okay, or early afternoon. So, you know, you can you can go you know, go get them on that. But you don't want to be fishing the, the Samish on flood. That's that's an ebb deal. As far as cohort concerned, dude, every single time we run out of the Port of Everett and run past Point Elliott, which is Muckleteo, mm-hmm. and there's a really, really nice park there. That's super easy to get to from this side, right? And, and any of the piers in Seattle, Don Armenio here, um, you know, there's there's piers that dot, you know, Puget Sound all the way down. Also, if you're over on on Whidbey Island, you got you got Bush Point, you you have Possession Point, you have North Beach and yep. West Beach. And and talking to Kevin John up at Holiday Sports, North Beach has been really productive for Pinks, but. It's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of coho in the mix there too. Oh, for sure. But you know, that's that's kind of what it's all about. Dude. Yeah. It's just you know, this is that time we, of year. We were where... running in on Thursday, and and we're running there right right around Mukatio, the, the boat launch there. And uh, there's guys lined up on the bank, and we're watching guys dragging pinks oh, up yeah. on the bank well, while, just do? while we're driving by. You drive, and and all and half the boats in Humpy Hollow are lit up and waving nets. Yes. You know, and I mean, it brings people out of the woodwork. And you, uh, you mentioned that you drove through Snohomish yesterday after the Snohomish opening. You saw for, you saw seventy five boat trailers at the ramp. Yes, in, you know, down what's that Lincoln Street or whatever yeah. it is, Lincoln Street. Just it's the new the Snohomish boat launch. Yeah, there. it's so cool. I mean, it, but but it just it just goes to show you. I, I mean, that there is a, just a wonderful, overwhelming passion for salmon angling here in in Puget Sound, right? And, and, and it's worth fighting for. And, and believe me, with the commission set up the way it is right now, stocked with anti-hunters from the top to the bottom. We got to fight. You know, anti-hunters, anti-anglers, we got to fight on our hands. And, and uh, I mean, it may well come to the fact that we may have to, you know, try to reverse the citizens' initiative and, 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 and abolish the commission. Mm-hmm. It's that bad. It's yeah. that bad. It's, 
you know, you've got you've, you've got commissioners making statements that that are just absolutely anti outdoors, and and it's just not uh, it's it's just not proper. It's not right, and it's not quite frankly not their job. All right, it is your job though to get down to Marine Area Eleven and enjoy what's going on down there, which is a really nice mix of coho and pinks and the occasional accidental chinook. Oops, sorry. <laughs> we got a guy. We got a guy down there. Our man from Bob. the South Sound. Bob. We got a Bob. Starts with a B, ends with a B. Bob Buchanan, BOMAC.com. Joining us next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Well, there's North Sound guys, and there's South Sound guys. And this guy is most certainly in the latter category. One of our favorite people. He's a tackle mad scientist he's a one of the best gear guys in the business he's got a cell phone in one hand and a puget pounder jig rod in the other he is bob bomack buchanan good morning bubba gentlemen good morning how are you today good man how are you doing down there i am uh i am about 45 minutes late i was supposed to be at redondo <laughs> giving everyone a fishing report <laughs> And I got partway to the boat and realized uh, the landing net I didn't have yesterday. I better get it out of the warehouse this morning. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. That makes that makes good sense. But uh, your beloved Marine Area 11 reopened yesterday, and, and it sounded like uh, there's some Chinook down there still. There's pinks, and uh, there's some coho that are that are not residents. Those are ocean fish. Those are They are ocean. They are uh, long-tailed sea lice. And uh, the ones we ran through were not very large. They're on the smaller side. I hope that means there's some bigger ones coming, but I that, don't know the answer to that yet. That's kind of what we, I mean, we saw a bunch I mean, of kind of smaller fish, and, and now we're starting to see some really chunky monkeys up here. Good, good, because uh, uh, the one we, we did keep one yesterday, the gentleman I fished with, one of the saltiest fishermen I know that... Uh, uh, I took him out. He's a neighborhood friend of mine, and we uh, we did keep one about uh, twenty two, and that's uh, inches, not right, pounds. Right. <laughs> and uh, but we had three or four chiduck, and we had to turn those puppies loose, and it's kind of a heartbreaker, and uh, it just kind of stirs up. It tears a scab off a, about a month ago that started. And, well, I'm still it, trying to get over that one. You, you, you're looking at you know some sublegal hatchery impacts that that left over three thousand chinook on the table, both both you know the vast majority right. of which in area eleven and some of which in area ten, and and it's and and it's it, it's brutal because Bob, if that would have happened at, in Iwaco or Westport or Nia Bay or La Push, whatever, any other marine area that would have had three thousand chinook whacked out of their quota. Because of sublegal encounters, it would have there, there would have been a nuclear war, but but right. for some reason it was it was somehow acceptable for for WDFW malfeasance to let this happen. Uh, it's kind of I don't know I've got I've got a lot of theories on it, but I I uh, I don't want Matt to have to work the dump button this morning <laughs> okay. too hard. He he, so, he, he appreciates that, but it, you know you look at these fish when you unhook them and the. the the fin's missing, and he looks at you like, "What the hell are you doing?" I know. Get me in the ice box. The, the idiot. I, I did all this for you. Come on. <laughs> for to have a hatchery chinook in the hands of an angler, and have him let this fish go, is the most brain dead 
fish management you could possibly imagine. Well, especially and, at and this and point in the just, season. It, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it wasn't just me. It's no, just, there's a lot of guys that had the same, yeah. you know, same catch rate I did. Yeah, it's just it, it's just and, it makes zero sense. Zero sense. All and right, and now I might as well let the cat out of the bag. I'll get. I'm going to get a lot of bananas or apples thrown at me when I do hit the water this morning. <laughs> but if you want to catch a chinook, run down to 13. Yeah, Short, shorten that leader to 20 inch on your hoochie <sighs> and drop that down there in the squally area, and you're going to bang some fish. And there's some nice bright fish being caught down there. I. I saw a couple come off my dock yesterday, a single angler, that were just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, the, 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 the amount of Chinook this year has been stunning there, virtually everywhere, dude. There's a lot of um, time or a lot of years I've seen at the by by mid-August or, or the end of August, like the Chinook are past. They're sure. gone. Right. I mean. They're still coming. They're still coming, and I hear it every day from guys fishing in Area 10 or Area 9 encountering Chinook, chrome bright, beautiful Mm -hmm. hatchery fish. Targeting coho and pinks. Yep. And and still catching Chinook. So so we'll – all right, now, so you just alluded to a trolling presentation in Marine Area Area 13. Let's just put a pin in that one, right? But your choice of technique in 10 – excuse me, in 11 and 13 – Given the chance, given the tide set, given the opportunity, given the, given the time of year, you're a jig fisherman, dude. I, well, I'm I'm probably first and foremost a moocher, mm-hmm. and and then I fall to the jig uh, once the dogfish make their way. It's traditionally the second week of June they start showing up, and by the third week of June they're in mass, and and this old boy doesn't want to. You know, once I go through two rolls of leaders, <laughs> I'm I'm the jig goes on. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and, 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 and it's it's a, it's it's a it's an efficiency thing at that point. I mean, you can't catch correct. Chinook while you're while you're releasing a dogfish. Correct. And when you when you get the fish down here this far into Puget Sound, the the bite window during a tide set uh, shortens dramatically. So let's talk and, about and before so you we got to have line in the water. There we go. So before we talk about the how. Let's talk about the when with regard to that tide set. What do you, what time do you want to be targeting, and what do you need to see on your sounder? How do you approach it? How, how give us your approach, right? You're not on, on, on jig fishing. On, you you want to you want to see those large streams of bait that 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 an hour ago were flowing through your entire screen on your sounder start to get broken up and into wads along that bottom and you want to get down there with a jig to the bottom you can suspend fish but your best results will be down there on the bottom under that bait because those chinook are just like anything else you might see on national geographic they'll go whipping through that that big wad of bait and sloshing their tail around and knock a few silly and and they traditionally are, are just naturally those those herring that are dizzy come out the bottom of that bait wad and your jig's down there, and they mistake it for that, or they think it's a candlefish coming up out of the rocks in the sand. And what part of the tide? Are... Well, it can it can vary down here. You know, I, I've seen it uh, traditionally after each tide change and the push starts, you'll have it. But sometimes throughout an entire low, you know, you're going to get bites, 20-minute uh, bites scattered three times or an hour-and-a-half-long bite once. And it all depends, but but it's interesting uh, down here. The the dogfish will actually just kind of part their ways and clear, and boom, you you got twenty minutes of action with no dogfish, and you you've got the salmon. But uh, 
uh, you know, they, they can, there's some being caught throughout the day, but the, the real fever bite uh, generally comes on for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and uh, can linger, uh, you know, a half hour after that a little bit. But there's, uh, it's it just hard to pinpoint it around that tide when it's going to be, so you got to be there. Let's talk about the rod. Let's talk about the reel. Talk about what's on the reel. You want a you want a high speed reel. Uh, you want a a probably a fifty five sixty pound braid on there. That's you know a fairly thin diameter. Low profile level and wine. Low profile level wine, preferably with a counter. Okay. Find one with a counter so that you know you're getting down there. Because if you're on a tide that's moving quick, you got to know you're close so you can watch the tip of that rod and know that okay, I just touched bottom. Because a lot of folks will get down there and they. They don't realize they're on bottom, and they keep letting line out and letting line out, and then they drag up and snag. And unfortunately, they have to go to the store and buy another one of my jigs. Yeah. <laughs> Our current favorite is the uh, Abu Garcia Re- Max Revo Revo Toro Max. Okay, it is a digital line counter, which means there's absolutely no drag as that spool drops because it is kind of all about the drop. Okay. But it's also sure. but it's also all about the rod. Tell us about the new Puget Pounder Bowmac Puget Pounder rod. Links, well, action. We, the, the production's done on them. They are um, they are sailing their way here. We had a case air freighted, and there are two with your name on it uh, sitting on my desk. And it got its first fish about two weeks ago. My son went out and got one, but I have not. I've been taking folks out, and the folks <laughs> I've been out with, we've been trolling. Right. So I have not used it yet. I used the prototypes of it with you, uh, but if you could imagine that uh, the handle's redone, the yep. guide's beefed up, and the things that we did to that, talk, talking and fishing up in Sitka, we, uh, I'm really happy with the way they turned out. Yeah, There's they're going to be a huge supply of them, but, uh, but they're going to come out, and those of you that, that haven't jigged or want to start jigging, it's going to be a rod you can afford to get into to uh, – to jig and it's going to work very efficiently for you but you have to have a jig rod setup the rod the reel with a jig on there because the the times and and the conditions that 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 form that indicate that you should be jigging they're not going to stick around and last while you cut all your stuff off of your downrigger like like bubba said sometimes that bite is 20 minutes you know we're talking about down there in in the south sound but we also see that up here in the north end where you have this little tiny window where that is a very productive way to fish and if like tom said if you if you don't have rods set up dedicated to the jig ready to go you you that little window goes away really fast and you miss it. Yeah, Look, I, I could, there, there's a group of gentlemen, that, that really good fishermen down at that Point Defiance Boathouse. I mean, really good, and you can learn a lot by watching them or hanging around the boathouse or whatever. But you'll watch them trolling Tom's favorite, the meat line, uh, working around there, and all of a sudden, you know, you see them lift up and reel that meat line up, and you think they got a fish, and they lift it up and set the meat line in the bottom of the boat. Boom! Out comes yep. the jig rod, and down yep. they go. That tells me I'm about to drift into that right setup, and and things are set up just right for the jig, and and they're getting out there. And you will see that if you watch it. And the beauty also of jig fishing is you see the fish down there. Uh, If you got the right electronics, you can actually see 
uh, after you've hooked the fish, you could see it on your on your on your recorder. Hundred percent, and and, you've done. and and so the it's other fun. thing we're seeing up up here in in the Central Sounder on Possession Bar, for instance, Bob, is the fact that once we get a fish on, you know, so we're fishing two downriggers, two shotgun rods, and 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 so if we hook up on the downrigger, we will slow down and let those shotgun rods kind of get a little bit deeper. In the last couple days, we've seen fish streaking up, climbing up through the water column. And then we've just been having guys throw cut plugs over, throw throw the jig mm-hmm. over, and then, you know, it's, I mean, we left a couple days this week, we left them biting, with, you know, oh, with, yeah. with triples, For sure. right? Right, you, right. you know, one right. on a jig, one on a one on the cut plug, and one that was on the downrigger, and just, and then you just sit here and watch all these fish come up underneath your boat. And if you can keep, the trick is... If you keep, can keep keep one on, keep one on. It's like tuna, it's like tuna <laughs> yeah, fishing. You gotta keep it, you, it, you keep one down there. It kind of keeps the action it's, going. It's like a bait stop. There's no question about it. But you have this wonderful mix in the Central Sound of larger ocean coho and pinks that are coming up to play. And and they're they're, they're very curious. If you've ever caught that first salmon, you know that a fresh batch of salmon uh, that have come in the river. I've got them right now. The humpies hit at my house uh, probably four days ago. And uh, it, it's close to fishing, but those 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 fresh fish like that, when you do hook one, the other ones follow them around. Like, what the hell they are you do? doing? They do. Yeah. What's going on? So What's many times. On? And so it's you don't see them all in your cone because your cone is so small under the right directly underneath the boat in the top of the water column. But there's there's half a dozen fish following that fish. Most of the time, we're, we're going on. we play them to the boat, and there's going to be one following it, right? And then and then yeah. we use um, these red offshore downrigger releases, right? Dude, I looked down and saw the release disappear. A, a, a humpy came up and grabbed the release, <laughs> right? Because they are that curious. Dude, it's they're like, where'd my release go? And then I watch somebody, like, oh, there he is. He just spit it out. In, yeah. in, a, in, a, in about three weeks' time, um on a on a good outgoing tide, uh, I'll get a fish and I'll bring my gear up and my downrigger release will be you know like two feet under the surface, uh, trailing trailing off the cannonball, and I'll be in that uh, that river silt, Chuelup River, you know Mount Rainier Glacier runoff water that fresh I believe water they call hangs it on the, the surface the puke allop. Yeah, <laughs> and and. That chartreuse clip for my Scotty yeah. <laughs> Nanrigger is is back there, and it's nothing to see four or five or six <laughs> cohos swimming alongside the clip. Like, what is this? And you know, and they don't go up there or anything. They just they're following, following it. it. They're just mm-hmm. hanging out with it. Crazy. So, yeah, fun time of year out there. Fish. Fun time of year. I, I, I'm glad you got your Marine Area 11 back, buddy. That 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 well, made. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like getting on the boat and. and Taking a whiff when you get out around the corner and smelling Chinook pink, humpy, and and I I thought I thought I got a whiff of a chum yesterday. Uh oh, uh oh, <sighs> dog salmon. Well, and, and it's going to be interesting this year because Trident Seafoods came out and and made the statement that they're done as of August thirty first buying fish. And so there's going to be some right. local buyers. It's going to be interesting to see what the demand is, and and then you know we could have. An increased chum opportunity if there's not going to be any commercial effort, which, which is going to be interesting. Well, I, the chums aren't doing yeah, that great they, in the sound, but yeah, then we had we had a substantial tonnage of of chinook salmon drop down here from Canada in our marketplace that 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 reduced the price of uh, chinook uh, quite a bit to the point where probably a lot of folks don't want to fish them anymore. 
unfortunately for them. And uh, there's going to be a lot of surplus Chinook hanging around. And uh, what exactly is going to happen with them, I don't know. I was kind of, everyone told me it was wishful thinking on my part. I thought we might get a little, okay, guys, the last, you know, the first couple weeks of September, you can keep a Mark Chinook. I, I was, I held out hope for it, but I didn't get it. I didn't even get the damn press release. And, and thank God you were able to dig through clear back uh, over almost a month ago. Early August. Early August. There yeah. was, there was, there's been August, no. August 8th, I believe. You got to go dig back to to find out that we opened yesterday. Right. And, and so and, and, go ahead. And, and, and to, to, for one, one correction, the, uh, Crabbing in Area 11 did the last day was Monday this past week. Gotcha. It is not open this weekend. Remember that, folks. Okay. Oh. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah. but then again, you know, I, I I hesitate on Friday afternoons finishing up the Northwest Outdoor Report, waiting for that 5 p.m. news dump, right, from Jim WDFW. Right. It usually pops out at 4.59. We got no Marine Area 11 reopener. We got no... Um, Snohomish River opener press release. We got no, no updates with regard to our crabbing seasons um, that that are all going to end basically in, in Puget Sound, with the exception of uh, Area Seven North. Or they're going to be, you know, they're going to end on on Labor Day Monday. But yet, yeah, I have. But not, virtually they, they no word. Sent, they traditionally send out a weekender report. Yeah, and and they probably did, and I didn't read it as of late. I was really tied up cleaning up from fishing yesterday. So yeah. All right, buddy. I didn't. I didn't get to it, but it's great hearing from you guys. I'll be on the water in thirty-five minutes. <laughs> All right. Bo, well, get, good luck, Bubba. So, Bo Dash. Bo Dash Mac dot com's the website. They got Tai totes. They got the best crab gear in the business, and a whole bunch of river gear too. Go check out Bo Dash Mac dot com. He's Bob Buchanan of Bo Mac. Thanks for your time, Bubba. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Later. Good All right, luck. dude. Talk to you soon. Coming up next, Ray Marine picks of the week, Labor Day weekend, right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station seven ten, and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. Set sail for new horizons with a legacy of innovation spanning over 80 years. Ray Marine has been at the forefront of sonar technology, pushing boundaries and empowering anglers to go further and faster. Check that out and more at raymarine.com. And it's, and it's just it's so interesting when we have folks on the boat that that you know don't spend a lot of time on the water and and their impressions of you know that 2D image of the water calm and 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 it's so vivid and so instructive and you know helps. it's so easy to to show people that's a fish yeah and that's bait and that you know that's <laughs> and, herring and that's that, sand lance and that rod tip going that's the fish right there that just bit mm-hmm. well and <laughs> and a lot of times you can see you know we can see where our cannonball is down there so it's it's just easy to show folks like what's going on under the water it's you know uh if you go way back to some of the earliest you know the paper machine oh, or, or the early you know finders it a lot of time is just like well what is that what is that right but now it's like oh you Man, that well, that's a that's a coho or a pink, and that's a chinook down there, and you can tell the difference between the two. Yeah. Um, okay. Look, we we lots of fishing going on all over the place: the coast, buoy ten, uh, the Duwamish, um, the Samish, <laughs> this the the Snohomish, salmon everywhere. Um, but let's talk a little bit of hunting. Archery deer season opened up yesterday. Yes, sir. The first. Um, I want to remind everybody. Historically, we would. Uh, we would be also, you know, we'd be we'd be out there chasing bears on September first, or chasing deer with our bow, and we'd see a grouse, and we could whack that grouse. 
Grouse season has been pushed back to September 15th. Just want to remind guys so nobody gets a ticket. A um, little bit different in the woods. You know, Boardman and I got out of here last Saturday after the show, and we we hiked in about five miles uh, up to a beautiful lake, um, kind of up above Skycomish off of Highway 2. And this time of the year, usually the the berries are like peaking. And because of our, our hot, dry summer we've had, the berries were kind of over in a, in yeah. a lot of places. Yeah. Like Interesting. W- when we got up around 50, between 52 and 56 hundred feet, the berries were over. We were kind of having to drop down a little bit to below 52 to find some berries. So the bears were kind of getting spread out a little bit. Um, we ended up seeing four bears on that trip. Boardman had uh, one shot that he took and he, he sailed one right over the bear's <laughs> back, and I saw it hit behind the bear. Um, but it was a, it was beautiful up there. Uh, we we experienced that thunder and lightning storm right on top of our heads. Um, it was incredible. I mean, I and that was not in the forecast. Um, I want to complain to the weatherman. Yeah, there was no, no. weather in the forecast until it was supposed to be Tuesday. <laughs> so I didn't take a fly. For a, I didn't tent. take a rain fly. <laughs> I didn't take a sleeping bag. I took a quilt and I was like, yeah, it's going to be like 80 degrees. You know, I'll be fine. And so it was Sunday night at about 11 when the first raindrop hit me in the forehead and woke me up. Shortly thereafter, a lightning bolt streaked across the sky (laughs) and the thunder went off and then it started pouring down rain. And I had a pretty – I have a – I carry – one of those sole emergency bivy blankets. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Was, I've never had to use one before, <clears throat> but I, I had to was, use one. It was an emergency. And, and yeah. it was the only thing that kept me from yeah. getting completely soaked right. is draping that thing over my sleeping bag, and it kept me fairly dry. Um, but it was it, it's one of those things you experience in the backcountry that you'll never forget laying there without a rain fly so I can just see the sky – and the most intense yeah, lightning yeah. storm that I've probably ever seen yeah, in the backcountry. Just, back just, a, just, it was a, just a light show. Amazing. Dude. Yeah. And yeah. obviously I didn't sleep a lot. I also, <laughs> I also, um, Boardman and I, when we dropped into the basin to take a shot at that bear, we were climbing out of there and it was almost vertical and we had our micro spikes on. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's okay. straight up wow. and down going into this hole. And and we're I'm trying to climb up this this spine that is heavily timbered, so it's this you know it, it's not only vertical but it's, it's pine needle it's overgrown many many years of pine needles right. on the, on the forest floor not a Very real slippery. well-traveled trail no there's no trail no. Yeah. and you know I'm allergic to bees um, <laughs> and I'm so I'm picking in with, like kicking in right. making toe holds working my way up the hill and I I step up like three times real fast. And I am face-to-face with a ground nest of yellow jackets. And I just – they're like – it's hot out. They're super aggressive this time of year. And I just basically – I just jump back. you know. And it's so steep. I just start going down the hill. Boardman is below me and he (laughs) he thinks I'm just falling. So he tries to catch me and stop me and I'm just like, bees. And then we both kind of tumble down the hill about 30 feet and then get our footing – and I'm like, holy cow, oh, it's right in my face. And whack, I get stung right in the arm. And and then we 
Now we run again, right. you know, jump and yeah. 30 feet down the hill. We stop. Boardman gets it. Those things were chasing us. Dude. So we finally, we had to boogie out so of there. So was it, was it EpiPen time? Or, or you, you not this time? You're getting used, you're getting back, you're getting your uh, resistance built up a little bit. Yeah. So obviously, as soon as we, you know, ran away from these angry, the angry mob of bees, oh, yeah. uh, I said, okay, Boardman, right here, he knew right where my EpiPen and my Benadryl were. He unzipped sure. it. And, um, but I was kind of like... I want to see. You yeah. know, I, want to, I want to see if it's going to make sure, affect me. Is, is my throat closing up? Am I losing the ability the, to the breathe? The only thing I felt was a, a little bit of tingle warming in my arm. Yeah. Um, but nothing in you know my Good. my airway That's, was fine. So that, that we've had our share of, of of medical emergencies on board. We don't, yeah, we don't need them in the woods. But so I ate a couple Benadryl. Oh, that's good. Okay, just yeah. preemptively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as I'm eating them, Boardman goes, "Hey, are those um, drowsy or non drowsy?" <laughs> and I said, "You know, mm. I don't know because I just dumped a right. like a handful into a Ziploc bag, and uh, they're drowsy." Yeah. I'm- so I made it. <laughs> I made it out <laughs> back to the top. And that was about as far as I made yeah. it, and I fell. I fell asleep Nap just time. on the ground. Well, you didn't sleep the night before because yeah. the lights, lights yeah. aren't so. But you know what? Sometimes a nap in the woods can be very, very uh, medicinal. Was. Those yeah. are those are awesome. All right, uh, jam packed R two. We're gonna take a beautiful little virtual ninety minute drive east yeah. into a little slice of Montana known as the Yakima Valley. Uh, just south of Ellensburg, Canyon River Ranch, our, our, our friends at uh, at Red's Fly Shop. Steve Joyce going to jump in with us for a minute or two and and, and talk about flip flop time, pheasants, shut the uh, the sporting clay range. They over there. There's so much to do over there. The Northwest Outdoor Port presented by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, and then Serenity and Solitude on the Duwamish, also known as Todd Tales, <laughs> Todd Tales Guide Service, and and, uh, and 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 Todd Daniels. It's dude, I'm telling you. The, the the lower Duwamish right now, all of Elliott Bay is just absolutely chucker block full of pink salmon. I'm going to tell you how to get onto those. Jam packed hour two. Stay stay with us right here on the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten. Seattle Sports app.